Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I tell y'all that NFL people, draft people were the worst? They are, as former LSU quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner Jane Daniels was the topic of conversation today on social media, specifically because the NFL Combine starts today. We'll talk about that. Makai Wingo had a really nice day uh, for LSU, uh, running a 485, 486. Uh, whatever it was on his unofficial. So really nice day for the former LSU defensive lineman, Mason Smith, also there as well. We'll touch on that. But I got to start off tonight's show on this Jane Daniels stuff. You know, listen, call me biased, call me crazy, call me a, a homer, whatever. But this Jane Daniels slander from people who are, you know, analytics people or they think that they're draft people, guys, you're, you, you really don't know a lot of what you're talking about. You might get a take right here or there. You might get something right here or there. But if you cast a wide enough net, you're going to hit on something. The biggest problem that I have with Jaden Daniels is they try to put him in some limited box that he doesn't belong in. Oh, he scrambles too much. Well, then so does Lamar. You know, Baltimore played a game last year in the playoffs versus Kansas City, and all everybody wanted to talk about was why Lamar Jackson should have used his legs more. You can't put quarterbacks that have the ability, like Jaden Daniels, into a box. You never can. Now, did he need to work on last year before the start of the season? 
some of the things that he's doing, throwing the football. Well, he did do that. But when you have a guy that can't, can throw the way that he does, that can run the way that he does, you cannot limit a special athlete like that. Michael Vicks, Lamar Jacksons, they don't fall off on trees. They are special in what it is that they do. And the truth be told on all of it, there's a strong possibility that Jane Daniels, from a throwing aspect, is better than the both of those two. Now, Michael Vick was utterly insane throwing the football. Don't get what I'm saying twisted. I just think Jaden has the ability, the ceiling, the upside more than all three of those human beings. Lamar Jackson is the current MVP of the NFL. So, we will touch on that. Also, we have heard from a lot of people so far this week about LSU and what they expect, what they want to see in reference to spring. You have not really heard it from me. We will touch on that here tonight. We will be out at LSU spring football camp uh, a day from t- or a week from today. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. We will touch on it. We call weekend baseball preview. LSU has Texas, ULL, and Texas State. We'll speak on that as well. And if we have time there at the end, we got a women's basketball preview. And hashtag ask Blake. So thoughts, questions, concerns, you can fire them inside of the Rudy Crew chat. We'll try to get to as many of them as we can. Tyler Townsend says, let's go from Blanchard, Louisiana, the 318. 3-1 great. Todd Davis says, Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. And says, Blake Rafino 4-3. I am not that great of a shooter. Never was. Basketball's not my thing. I enjoy watching it, but I cannot... Um, Basketball was my least uh, least favorite and least most uh, or sport that I was the least athletic in. No, I'm just not. O linemen aren't good at basketball. Could shoot a little bit. You know, you get me off in the corner, might hit you a three or two. But other than that, I'll give you a lot of effort. That's about all. Cole Adams says, "Where y'all at?" I think Carter Bryant gave my phone a virus. Well, the man has been sick. The man has been sick. So, very, very strong that he could have. Uh, Connor on YouTube says, a broken clock is right twice a day. I fully agree with that. I, I fully agree with that. I just don't... I, I just fully believe that when you... When you talk about a quarterback and a prospect, which we'll talk about this out of the open, like Jaden Daniels. Guys, I, I've been public with it. I'm not shying away from it. I think Jaden Daniels, in, in what I look for in a quarterback, I would take him over Caleb Williams. I don't like the things that Caleb Williams does on and off the field with his personality. It is, guys, it is, it is signs on top of signs on top of signs that there could be a lot of issues with him. If he goes to the Bears, good luck to him, but he I don't know if he's going to be the guy that turns it around. Is he another Justin Fields? Like, I, I think that he can have off-field issues. That's my, that's my God's honest opinion. God's honest opinion. Our good friend Paul, we'll be talking about him tomorrow and the start of March. Our good friends over at J&J Exterminating, wink, uh, but he says, Fletch. What you mean, Paul? But yes, our good friends over at J&J Exterminating. You over in the Hammond? 
North Shore area, y'all better call Paul. Y'all better call JJ Exterminating. Get a little ahead of myself on that one. But we need to. Oh, but you need to. I'm going to. I don't know about you. Arctic Tiger says Daniels is a player. That is enough said. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Todd Davis says JD5 work ethic is amazing. 1,000%. Chance Babin says JD about to get in that $30 million box soon. Hooey. Man, can you imagine, guys, can you imagine that if you're a guy like him, what your life changes into in less than 90 days? <sighs> Insane, man. Insane. Arctic Tiger with a 99 cent. Super chat, thank you so much for that, Arctic Tiger. I have told y'all, man, every time y'all send these, it is very, very, very much appreciated. Uh, it, no matter how big or how small, that's what she said, uh, it always helps us when you send in Super Chats. Thank you guys so much for that. Uh, Brandon Reese says, one mic draft has Jaden going to the Washington Commanders. I wonder how that would work with him uh, and Cliff Kingsbury. Charlie Viator says, JD5 may fall to the Saints. I would love it. I highly doubt that he falls to 14. Charlie, I would probably give all of the money in my bank account that he does not fall to 14. If he falls to 14, then something drastic happened that nobody knows about. That either he did something absolutely insane uh, in interviews. The only way I see him coming to New Orleans is if the Saints just absolutely positively fell in love with him and they're going to have to trade up to go get him. I don't think he makes it out of the top five. I, I just don't see a world where he makes it out of the top five. Too many teams, the Raiders, uh, uh, Washington, Chicago, Atlanta, so many of them need quarterbacks, and he's just not – he might not make it out of the top three. Guys, he, might, he could be the number one overall pick for all we know. And before you say that's a little outlandish, I remind you that Baker Mayfield went one in a draft that was full of really good quarterbacks. But I think, obviously, James better than Baker Mayfield, no doubt. Uh, Cole Adams says Raiders would be, uh, would be good. I think that that would probably be his, his favorite destination. Being in Las Vegas, he's a West Coast kid. But you never know, man. John Turner says, I heard the Saints might think about moving up. Well, the question with that is, if they move up, just how much do you need? I mean, you need some offensive linemen. Ryan Ramchek um, had some offseason surgery. Um, God bless it for whatever reason. Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but Andrews Pete won't be here. Um, think. Uh, what's his name? We, we, we drafted him a couple years ago, the kid from NIU. Um. Trevor Penning. Uh, Trevor Penning might be a bust. So, yeah. Barry B. With a $20 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Barry B. For sending that in. He says, Blake, my grandson and I are heading to Houston tomorrow to watch our Tigers over the weekend. Go Tigers. Barry B. That is absolutely fantastic. Could you imagine? Let me, let me tell you all this. Could you imagine being with your son and or grandson 
and spending the whole weekend in Houston watching LSU, my goodness. My goodness. That would be a hell of a time, man. It's going to be a hell of a time, Barry. going to be a hell of a time. Congratulations. Good luck. Stay safe. I think it's going to be a good weekend. Um, yeah, Penny. Yeah. Humbug says, a little late, but glad to be back on AYS Live. Let's go. We back. Good to have you in here uh, as well. Trent says, Skeen's hitting 102 today. Yeah, he hit 103 yesterday in the bullpen. We talked about that. I know the show was very, very late last night. Uh, we did the LSU versus Rice postgame show, but um, we talked about him hitting 103 in a bullpen yesterday. 103.4, by the way, was Mr. Skeens. Uh, great day today for him, man. It, it's not going to be long before him and Skeens are in uh, the big show. So good luck to them. I think Skeens has had a nice uh, spring. None, but, but James Wood for, for the Nationals. Have you been seeing him? He's been absolutely just killing the baseball. 6'6", 240, leading off, can run and hit worth a ton. That kid's going to be special. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, you know what to do. Hit the like button, hit the share button, share to all of those social media groups, share to all of those social media pages. You're watching us, listening to us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and notification bell wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, our good friend Tyler Alexander over at LPT Realty. I tell you all the time, though, man, if you're a realtor in the local area, you need to give Tyler a call. Man, the reason that their team is number one in the state is because they will get your home sold. They will get your home sold. They'll get any home sold. So join their team. If you need your house sold anywhere inside the state, he will be able to do it for you. Let's talk about good friends <clears throat> over at betonline.ag, our good friend, o or Tyler. Uh, stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline. .ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. We're back. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get.
get this thing rolling, y'all. Pin Jones with a $20 Super Chat says, I'm hearing that the Raiders may trade up top two to get Jaden Daniels. Now, I will tell you, uh, I have heard similar things. Uh, Antonio Pierce was at Arizona State when Jaden Daniels was there. I think that he likes Jaden a lot. He has said multiple times that he is a go-getter and that they need a quarterback. No more of this sitting on our hands on going to get a quarterback. I do think that Jaden would make a lot of sense there. They have weapons, Devonta Adams. Uh, they got uh, Michael Mayer at tight end. They got some other, uh, I mean, even Hunter Renfro, I guess you could say, who, believe it or not, actually two years ago with uh, Derek Carr led the led the NFL in uh, receptions. So they do have some weapons. I forget what they did with uh, Jacobs. I wonder if they franchised that. I'm unsure uh, what they did with him. But they do have some some really good pieces. Um, hopefully, Jaden goes there. I think that's where he would want to go, be closer to his family and all that stuff. Uh, so go look to him. So let's talk about that because I, I do, we're going to talk a lot of football here tonight. So if you're not ready for that, we will talk about baseball here at the end. We're back. Like, football-wise, we are completely back. I do need to start off with this, though. (laughs) Hold on one second, guys. Hold on one second. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Okay. It's regarding some sourcing stuff. Um, I might we might talk about that uh as well. All right. Today, in case you missed it, and we've talked about this and hinted at this a couple of times, hopefully we'll put this in a bow. Probably not, because there'll be more slander on Jaden Daniels as this continues. Guys, I, I, I'm not a draft guy. I, I, I'm not a guy that sits there and vehemently watches the combine over and over and over and over again. I don't analyze, you know, the analytics of what guys do. But I do watch a lot of foot college football, a crap load of college football. It's literally my job, other than this show, that all we do is watch college football, especially Jaden Daniels and LSU. I, you know, it's funny because when you see a team and you see a guy from your team that is going to be a high draft pick, especially when they're at quarterback and they get breaking down a lot, you know, I do think that there are some things that Jaden Daniels has got to grow in. Now, he's not perfect. I think he's grown exponentially from 22 to 23. He put in the work the the, the first time that he had true quarterback coaching from Joe Sloan and Brian Kelly in two solid back-to-back years, it paid off for him when he had structure and he was able to develop and get better, so on and so on and so on. We saw the work that he put into the offseason last year and got himself better. He goes on to win a Heisman Trophy. But the problem that I have with this, and I think that it should show a lot of you too what we see in draft guys and what they think. I, I tweeted this today, too. Like, 
people were nitpicking Justin Jefferson a year ago or when he came out and they were like, oh, man, I don't think he's going to run a really good time here. Daniel Jeremiah, I don't think this time's going to be really good. He goes on and runs a 4-4. My only point is point in this is, is every time they say he doesn't do this well, 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 he's okay here, 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 here. I feel like every time they take away from stuff and excellence that he had at LSU, diminishes his Heisman, diminishes what he did even in 2022 when LSU won the SEC West. What are, what are people watching when they see him play? Because let me tell you something, okay? Guys and players that are explosive like Jaden Daniels, you cannot put into a box. You cannot put into a box Lamar Jackson. You can't put into a box a Michael Vick. Now, I don't think that Jaden remotely from a football IQ standpoint is where they were coming into the league. I think he's much higher than those guys. I think he's more polished at, at, at throwing the football and accuracy. There was a reason that he was the number one quarterback in the country last year versus man-to-man coverage, back shoulder throws, because he is accurate. He has shown that he can be. He's shown that his processing and reading defenses is so much better. What changes for a guy like Jaden when a guy is covered or it's a very tight window throw that you don't know that you can make, the the game changer, the X factor for a guy like Jaden is what he does with his legs. Guys, it's 1,000% the reason why you won the SEC West in 2022. The reason that you won the West in 2022 was because of every single time on third downs, every single time in crunch time situations, when Jane Daniels takes off with his legs, he is the most electrifying guy that in this entire draft class. It doesn't stop that, you know, he has gotten hurt a couple of times, doesn't stop that there has been moments where he we've seen him be inaccurate or not make the right throw. Guys, that's literally every quarterback in the history of earth. He is not an exemption. But then you look at a guy like Drake May, you look at a guy like Caleb Williams. Drake May has shown and statistics prove of his inaccuracies. They prove that he has not won the big game or a big game. Caleb Williams has more off-field issues than, I just got to be honest, I'm not going to put him into a Johnny Manziel type of category because Johnny was on different things like drugs and things like that. That's not even remotely close. Caleb Williams' off-the-field issues are, are are... exponentially insane. They go to a different stratosphere. Uh, so you can say all you want, Blake, get off, Blake, this is Blake's get off his lawn, get off my lawn moment. This is Blake being the grumpy old guy. It, it's fine with me. Guys, I don't want my quarterback painting their nails saying F you. I, I, I just don't. I think it's soft. I think you point the camera at you and you alone when you're there in a team game, the ultimate team game of football. I don't like him being on the cover of a magazine in a dress. Guys, I've been in locker rooms 
for or was in locker rooms for a long time. A long time. Nine years of my life, high school, college, whatever. That is going to be brought up the day that he is drafted and goes into a locker room. Now, they maybe not, the players don't say anything to him to start off with, but once they get to know him, everybody feels more comfortable. Him being in a dress is going to be brought up in that locker room. It will start division. I promise you that. That's not a, it's not a question of if it's going to happen. It's a question of when it's going to happen. There are some things in a locker room you don't play around with. So, I, I, I just don't know what other people are seeing that I, that I, like, don't. You know, it's funny because on the show, since we relaunched in 2020, we were right on Miles Brennan. So far, we've been right on Garrett Nussmeyer. We were right on Jane Daniels. I, I, I mean name a quarterback or what we've seen from quarterbacks and talked about on this show that's been wrong. I knew a lot of you who were Miles Brennan apologists. None of you seem to appear, right? Like some of you, where are you? Because I remember your names. I remember the, the threats that you gave me about talking about your white savior, Jesus, Miles Brennan. I remember last year when you talked Garrett Nussmeyer should start over Jaden Daniels. He's got a bigger arm. He's got a bigger arm, Blake. He just does. Jaden is not it. I, I remember you saying that. I remember how stupid you sounded too. So I, I, I come to a conclusion in all of this insane. You can say that I am wrong on picking or wanting to pick or saying that I would select Jaden Daniels over Caleb Williams. It doesn't stop the fact that Jaden Daniels lit it up through the air this year, was the most electrifying player in college, most electrifying player in college football this year. Nobody was more elect electric than Jaden Daniels. Caleb Williams, quite honestly, oh, well, did you see what he did? Nobody else in the country can do what Caleb Williams did. Jaden Daniels did, but better in the SEC. <laughs> in the SEC. Guys, Washington's defense this year sucked. Utah couldn't score to save their life, still got beat by him. Running up to his mama and crying in the middle of the stands, look at me, look at me. I'm telling you, you think I'm crazy. I know I ain't crazy. I know for a damn fact I'm not crazy. I know what I'm seeing. All right. Oh, let's move on to some college i mean some spring football oh actually you know what we'll get to we'll get to some um some comments here uh paul asked about trey holly uh no update um no update that i have heard i saw the picture of him in um in raising canes and he's back in baton rouge 
Um, but I don't, I don't really know um, his status. Here, here's the thing to me, and this is not indicative of Trey Holly. It's not indicative of Trey Holly whatsoever. I'm not saying that there's not a chance that Trey Holly isn't here for the um, 2024 season. I think that what I told you a while back in our Trey Holly segment was basically, in essence, because in my in my lifetime and in my experience, having seven eye, eyewitnesses say the same exact thing, normally nine times out of ten makes it a lie. Everybody has different accounts of what happens, which which I think or which I think makes this whole Trey Holly thing a little bit more believable on his side when it comes to him saying that he did not fire a weapon. The issue is, is I don't know when he gets that day in court. Now, what could happen, maybe a, the, the victims come forward and say that that is not what happened or whatever. Um, you know, I was told through somebody that maybe the police potentially asked a victim who was on narcotics, you know, like pain medications, asked, did Trey Holly shoot you? And she said, yes. Um, that's leading. Of That's very, very leading, that question. So I, I don't know. What I'm trying to get at here is LSU knows more than I do uh, about this situation. I have not necessarily dug into the situation on his status. Um, but what I will tell you is it's going to be very telling on what they think about the Trey Holly case if they don't go get a running back or at least attempt to go get a running back. Um, in, the, in the spring portal, maybe they move somebody to running back. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, BK told Wilson Alexander um, – that they got some walk-ons in that position. I don't know. Uh, Chris Dreamless. J-O-D with a $5 super chat says, you're... What's up, Chris? Thank you, my man, for the super chat. We do need to get some spring. And that's a part of spring. Uh, I think it's a part that we need to talk about. So we've heard a lot, or we have talked a lot, from other people or talk to other people what do they think about spraying carter wilson zach we've had a lot of guests that cover lsu and have gotten their opinion on what to expect now that we are here on the thursday before spring starts which we will be out there a week from today when the doors open there are a couple things that i want to see coming out of camp in no specific order Right, like no specific order whatsoever, because I do think that the offense, who by the which by the way is not going to change schematically, it's not going to change. You do have personnel that will turn over, but you've seen a lot of that personnel stay the same. You got Caleb Jackson in the backfield with Garrett Nussmeyer. You got four of your five offensive linemen returning. You got Chris Hilton, Kyron Lacy returning. Now you're adding C.J. Daniels. Okay, which is kind of funny that you add in another Daniels from the portal on offense. But you add in C.J. Daniels from Liberty. How quickly? 
does he pick up on this new offense that he is running a very explosive wide receiver along with Aaron Anderson and Xavion Thomas. I do think coming into the spring, the offense is going to have a lot of times, especially early, of dominating this, this defense. I don't think it's fair for us to go out here and see what's going on this spring and look and see what's happening with this defense and come to the conclusion uh, that this will be what we will have going into the year because you've got so many things that you have to work on. You've got to work on install. You've got to work on communication into a new defense. So many things will take hold this spring defensively. I don't know if there's not a better offense to go up against than this one because there's so much coaching that goes on in a year one of a new coordinator. So much has to go into terminology, where guys are going to be lined up, and how they're going to do things. I think because of that, it does make the defense better because you're going to have a lot of mistakes, and I think Blake Baker is the right man to correct those mistakes. I don't think he's going to be very passive that if a guy makes a mistake, pull him and put someone in there to go in there and make the play. What I am looking, though, from the offense, number one, is just continue to continue to do what you've been doing. I, I don't even really much mind trying to get Caleb, uh, uh, Caleb Jackson some touches and getting him into the flow and working with him solely because he could be and is talented enough to be your RB1. He needs to get the uh, or get a little bit more up to speed because he is going to be your guy going into the year that you don't force feed him a little bit early while trying to keep him off the ground, while trying to keep him injury-free. Another thing here, too, is who are going to be your guys outside? I think you've got more talent than – guys, I just got to be real. I mean, you've got a lot of solid dudes in that wide receiver room. I know a lot of people have been down at times, myself included at times, on Kyron Lacey. But, man, the leap that he made last year I thought was, was massive – he made some big-time plays and big-time moments. He also had some big-time drops and some big-time moments, specifically against Florida State. But can, can this be the year that Chris Hilton breaks out? Can this be a year where you utilize another guy that's not Malik Neighbors that can be explosive in the slot? Aaron Anderson, Xavion Thomas, who had some, some good things that he did last year at Mississippi State, had actually a pretty good year considering – how bad they were offensively all around. I, I, I just think you've got so many weapons, so many things to play with. It's Joe Sloan. He's going to want to make a point in all this. I don't think it's fair for us to really judge early in the spring, even maybe this spring alone, on the defensive side of things. Let's go over to the defense because I do think that there is or they will be the topic of conversation this entire offseason. What I do think... You know, you remember when, when all of you had to do a science fair project? Give us a thumbs up in the, in the chat if you remember having to do a science fair project. And you remember when you did that science fair project, you had to make a hypothesis. I'm about to make me a hypothesis. Two of them. I think coming out of spring, the two biggest storylines that we're going to have, okay, is how just how good this offensive line is. And how Blake Baker's defense is going to be multiple and they're going to send pressure. Those are the two storylines we're going to walk away with. 
on the last day of February of a leap year in the in the month in the second month on the 29th day in the year 2024 of our Lord. Those will be the two storylines. Neither one of them outside the offensive line is really what's probably going to lead you to where you want to go. Now, what do I mean by that? Your old line obviously will lead you where you need to go. What I mean is, is I think you have just as much talent at other places on that offense. No one bigger than the O-line, though, but you still have a lot of talent. The one thing that I'm looking from the defense this spring under Blake Baker, coming in from Missouri, his second stint at LSU, I want to I see just flashes, right? Like, I, I want to see flashes and plays from guys maybe – this time last year, you, we said to ourselves, like, damn, man, was that was that Major Burns? Like, hey, dog, hey, guys, you know, the media standing on the sidelines, like, hey, guys, was that Major Burns? Huh. Hey, guys, was, was that Harold Perkins that just blitzed in the inside and got a TFL for loss and Baker just schemed this up? Those are just the things I want to see because I don't think that they're prepared or ready for what is coming with them. I, I said the same thing last year with Jaden, said the same thing last year with this offense. I fully agree and am replicating my hypothesis of that this offensive line is going to dominate at times against this D-line. Number two of this, I just want to see you communicate that you're in this install, that if a motion goes across or they come out in a certain formation – that you're communicating on getting into the right place, and if guys aren't in the right place, getting them in the right place again when that when that next for the play is run the next time, because I fully expect LSU to come out here, okay, and like Wilson said, be under center, run some power game, run some some stuff under center, get the play action going in the boot action behind it. I don't know if we're going to have the same type of offense. I think we will have – well, how do I want to say it? You will have some different wrinkles. That is for sure. I just want to see flashes, and I want to see communication that guys have been coached up and are ready to take on a new defensive scheme. Because if you see, if you see those two things, you have a lot of promise going into the fall that – Look, man, through summer workouts, you're getting things, you know, you're working on everything you built off in the spring. That's how you want to see a good install in place. Whew. There is nothing like a good bottle of water. I have hope for this defense yet. <laughs> I have hope. Blake Baker, come and save the Bayou City, man. I think you got some pieces, man. Look, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that comes out and says it that nobody wants to say. I think you got some really nice pieces. I think you well, how do I want to say this? I think guys were played out of position last year. I think that that Matt House couldn't stop a seven-on-seven flag football fourth grade passing scheme. I think Matt House got bailed out in year one by 
four super seniors that knew how to play football and have seen so much and experienced so much that the NFL type of stuff that Matt House tried to run, those guys like Jared Bernard Converse on the outside saved him, okay? I think a guy like B.J. Ojolari saved him because B.J. got so many sacks at very critical moments that when he didn't have the experience, he failed. I don't think you're going to have that here. I think that it is very difficult for a guy like Matt House who does not mold the culture well enough to get guys to buy in. Here is one little tidbit that I am going to leave you with when it comes to some some sourcing. All right. There has been, from this team defensively, more buy-in to Blake Baker than there ever was buy-in to Matt House. Even, I think in 22, actually, I don't think. I know. Guys didn't buy into Matt House in 22, but they tolerated him because it, things were working. It did not stop the bad culture that he brought with him when some things went bad, especially this year. At no point under the Brian Kelly regime has, in my personal opinion, from things that I've heard, had the co collective uh, 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 community and unity like they have right now. Does that stop them from giving up 40 points to USC and on September the 1st? No clue. No clue. But the, there is buy-in. Just how much does that buy-in work? We will see. All right, last point here about spring. We'll get to some uh, 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 so the baseball weekend here. Garrett Nussmeyer. So, I have been relatively quiet on Garrett Nussmeyer, um, mainly due to the fact that it is of my experience, like the Miles Brennan stuff, like the Jaden Daniel stuff, that almost 900 episodes have taught me. Every time you talk about a quarterback, people are going to argue with you. But tonight is the time I think we need to talk about Garrett Nussmeyer. Garrett has to build off what he did at the end of last year. What we saw from Garrett Nussmeyer last year was, you know, a lot of people walked away from it. The, the big arm, throwing the ball down the field having some electric plays offensively, none of that did I walk away in the game against Wisconsin knowing that he could not accomplish. Because we always knew that if he started connecting, if he started putting the dots together, those were going to be a lot of the big times things that he did. Let me tell you what I want to see more of this spring. It's the small things. Because I think he does all the explosive, high dynamic stuff so well. 
throwing the ball down the field to Kyron Lacey to start off a 90-plus yard drive to win your team a ball game. We, we knew that he was going to be able to do that. We still know that he's going to be able to do that. What I want to see more of is like when you're in the red zone and you were down 14 and on a critical second and long, you're behind the chains. You need to make a big play to get some tension, get more into the red zone for a scoring drive that when all four receivers are running go routes and everybody is backing out to cover all the all the go routes, you dump the ball off to Caleb Jackson and let, make one, let one of your athletes go and make plays. That is the, you know, where, where it's, the, it's almost the complete opposite of Jane Daniels a year ago. The complete opposite with Jane Daniels a year ago was Hey, we need to see him push the ball down the field. We know he is electric with his legs. We know that he will check it down to, you know, just put the change. If he wants to take that next step, he's got to fire it down the field. It is the complete opposite with Garrett Nussmeyer. He is Brett Favre gunslinger-esque. He is going to fire the ball down the field at all costs at times. I want to see him hit checkdowns. I want to see him getting right protections. I want to see him throw maybe the out route for seven yards. Continue what he did against Wisconsin because if he does that, I think is the sky is the limit for him. Now, Garrett is tied for third in the Heisman Trophy odds at plus 1,200. What do, what do we think about that? He's there with guys like Jackson Dart, who's going to be now a a four-year, technically, a four-year starter. He's up there with guys, uh, who else was uh, up there as well? Wasn't it Shadur Sanders? Up there with Shadur Sanders? Up there with a lot of those guys. The reason that he is a a first-time, real, true, my-season starter is up there with all of them is because you saw what he did against Wisconsin and managing things. You know, I know we talked about Cam Newton earlier in the week, right? And mainly we talked about Cam Newton because of the fight that he got in. But Cam Newton on his podcast makes a very good point, and it's about game managers. Now, you're going to have to listen to what he means by game manager. I'm not going to explain it to you. There are going to be times, and there are times – with every single quarterback on the face of the planet that wants to win something significant. You actually saw Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes do this twice in the Super Bowl this year. You saw them do it a year ago or two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. You got to dial it back and let your players make plays. And if he continues to build off of that, then he's going to be fine. He's 100% going to be fine. Might be more than fine, man. I, I do have a lot of faith in him. He is going to make, here's another thing too, that I want to prepare everybody on. He is going to make mistakes. He is going this year to make critical mistakes. 
The question becomes is can the team around him rally enough to bail him out of those situations? Every quarterback, every quarterback has situations where they make the wrong play at critical times. Can the defense around him be big enough and strong enough to pick him up when he makes them? Kind of like, again, what happened with Wisconsin, and you got a big sack from Makai Wingo that got you the ball back. Like uh, the critical stop to holding Wisconsin to a field goal to get you back into the game. Those are the types of things that we talk about. All right. Make sure that we don't have any more super chats here. No, but if you do send in a super chat, we will uh, read it. If you want your comment, thought, question, concern, we do have Ask Blake here, so you can't ask it. I do need to do this. I do need to talk about uh, or, or pay some bills around this thing. Let me talk about our good friend, John Patton. Over at GMFS Mortgage, GMFS Mortgage changing lives. If you need to buy a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with them today, 225-614-1234. Let them know that Blake sent you on by. All right, stay with us. LSU baseball in Houston this weekend. Let's talk about it. We're back next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS. Since you on by. Guys, let me tell you about our good friends over at Avid Inspection Specialist. Are you planning on purchasing a home or business? Then you need it inspected. AIS has you covered. Before you make that purchase, get it inspected and find the issues before you sign on that dotted line and before they become your problem. AIS also has you covered if you just recently purchased a home with their 11th month new home warranty inspections. Before the builder says it's your problem and that new home warranty expires, get it inspected and let the builder 
pay for it. Do you need mold inspections? Asbestos inspections? Lead inspections? Drone inspections? They do it all. Give them a call today at 225-717-5591. That's 225-717-5591. Or go over to the website, avidspecialist.com. That's avidspecialist.com, where peace of mind happens. LHI number 11331. That that didn't work right. <laughs> All right. LSU baseball is in Houston this weekend, taking on Texas, ULL, and Texas State. Listen, don't have a lot of I know that Jay has a plan going into this. And I think we'll find out tomorrow more in detail of how he wants to roll out this weekend, not tipping his hand yet to give Texas an advantage. I do think that he'll go a gauge jump uh, on Friday. I could be wrong there. I, I, I think he'll go there. And if he goes hurt, look, Hurd faced him or faced Texas a year ago, looked really good, was arguably – his best overall performance of the year, maybe not named South Carolina uh, in that um, SEC uh, uh, week, uh, 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 championship week. But I think he's just going to go jump and see if he gets you three, four strong innings. Maybe he's just on a pitch count. Maybe the innings don't really matter. Um, and, and see how and where he goes from this. I just don't think that he's going to, Wait to throw jump on a Thursday, come all the way back on a Sunday and do it. I, I just don't see that. Maybe he lets jump come out of the pen. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to work all of this. But one thing is for certain is that I do think that you're going to have success this weekend on the mound, whether it come from Holman, jump, hurt. I do think that you will have success. What I do caution and worry about is Texas has a really good or has been, at least this year so far, they have been really good on the mound also. They've actually been better than you. So I look at them, maybe not, maybe they've had some stiffer competition than you have, which makes it a little bit more crazier. But not giving up a run all weekend this past weekend um, is a little bit scary in that rotation. So be disciplined, work guys in accounts, work, get, get the Friday night guy, the big guy that you saw last year, I might add, get him out of the game, and let's just go take two or three. You lose to Texas, you lose to Texas. But I, I want to say this, and I mean this with everything in my heart, and I, like everything in my heart. We cannot, under no circumstance this weekend, even if we went one of three, if we went on Saturday for me, I'm all right with it. <laughs> we got to beat ULL at all costs. At all costs. I am not going through what we went through last year with that Rudy Pooh fan base. Now, the same probably and arguably could be, could be said about Texas, right? Like it is equally as important because they're actually going to be in the SEC. And in that, I might actually agree with you. But I would take a Texas State loss and be two for three to beat those two Rudy Poos. <laughs> Especially on Saturday night. 
think you're going to have a good week. I, I, I think that uh, not having good performances, performances at the plate and Jay getting after this team. Look, Jay, uh, for what it's worth, this past week, or last weekend, excuse me, last Saturday, I had, I listened to every single one of his postgames. Every single one. And I have never in my life at LSU heard Jay Johnson call a team out like he did last Saturday and say, we are not playing up to our standard of performance. We are not playing up to what, what we the standard that we set here. The next day, you you dominated Stony Brook, and you dominated Rice with 16 runs. So I I say that in saying that I do wonder if whatever he said to him does not get this team locked in and more focused. Road games can also do that too. And. I hope that they have a great weekend. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good, really coached atmosphere because I think Jay's going to have to do some things. I do think that he will not admit this, that this weekend means a lot to him because from a recruiting aspect, it's on a na- more of a national stage. You're in the Houston area, which is a big a recruiting ground. I know that Jay wants to attack that area in recruiting 1,000%, wants to attack Houston in recruiting. So it's a bit, he will not admit this from an interim season perspective. This weekend is massive for him because you're trying, because of the, some more things that he wants to accomplish. Now, he doesn't need to accomplish anything else to be where he needs to be because he is the reigning defending national championship winning head coach. But I don't think people understand how, uh, uh, not chaotic, but how, intense this man is to winning and how much that he wants to dominate in his mind this is a big weekend in his mind the legacy and goals that he has set for himself of being the Nick Saban of football or uh, the Nick Saban of baseball this is a weekend where you go in here into it and let's go let's go let's go dominate you're streaming from the Astros YouTube channel I mean, for college baseball purposes, guys, this is a big stage. Playing Texas last year on the Longhorn Network was a big deal. It was a massive deal for Jay, in his, in his opinion. Go do it again. Go beat your little brother in Houston on a national stage and smack at that ass. Smack at, smack at that ass. Big weekend. Let's go take it. Let's go take over it. All right. We do have some women's basketball here tonight that start today. But we're going to field your questions here before we get to that. Here's an interesting one from Paul's Up. It says he would go Holman on Friday against Texas, Heard against ULL, and then go Jump and Coleman versus Texas State. Throw your best against the Horns. I don't, di- I don't disagree with this at all. I just – the only thing the only thing with this all right is jump the last time he threw was a thursday i i I don't know how much i like a thursday to sunday i i don't know how much i like that i don't disagree though ironically with going with holman 
on against Texas. Todd Davis says, why in the world does Texas play on turf? Seriously. I actually don't know. I don't know. It's a good question that I had no clue about. Uh, Paul Sub says, Andrew could be Matt Flynn 2.0. Um, from a national championship winning aspect, yes. I think that Nuss is more gifted than Matt Flynn ever was. <laughs> Did y'all hear my sister-in-law? I said that, and she goes, for sure. John <laughs> uh, says, LSU has been awful versus good pitching. Um, I mean, they've only seen one guy this year. If you're talking about last year, though. All right. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Let's go watch the ladies. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.